0: Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights, featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening, and welcome to Winning Ponies. I am your
2: host, Ed Meyer, and we're pleased to have you join us each and every week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the Sport of Kings. Racing's biggest weekend of the year in the books, Breeders' Cup 27, etched in stone, and what a weekend it was. We'll be talking about that here shortly. If you missed it, wow, I sure hope you DVR'd it. What a weekend indeed. Winning Ponies was dialed in, and we hope you were on board with some of the goodies that were all about the Breeders' Cup and everywhere else. Winning ponies over $10 million in exotic payouts. Not too shabby. What's on tap for this evening? We're going to do a complete recap of last week's racing, last weekend, Big Friday, Saturday, Churchill Downs, Biggins. Got a little story action here for you. This week's special guest in segment number two is Kentucky trainer Dale Romans. No stranger to the Breeders' Cup and definitely big races. Torture seven Churchill. Put that one in stone. Write that one in ink. Dale. Big man. Big action. Backs it up. Trust you me. News from the world of racing and final furlough handicapping. Expecting to call in from a man dangerous, Dan, a little bit later. Dan's going to be calling us in. He pulled a little Babe Ruth. He pointed to center field and right out the park it went. I'll let Dan chat about that a little bit later. Always a contributor. And this week... Past week, I should say, past weekend, he was quite the contributor. Talking about contributing, let's get to work here. Let's talk about the recap of last week. Breeders' Cup 27, day one, Friday, November 5th. Race number five went to post at 4 the Breeders' Cup Marathon. Grade three event, $500,000, going a mile and three quarters. Winners, the four elder for Johnny Velasquez in the Irons. Repel the bid, cleared, paying twenty three twenty to win. And Big fight afterwards. Javier Castellano, Calvin Burrell. If you missed it, boy, did you ever miss it. Calvin's face was the color of a stop sign. I will officially have the results here shortly upon that matter. And I have installed, I am playing Bookmaker, I have installed a favorite. Race number six Reader's Cup day one, 451 is the post. Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly, grade two event. Winner of the 11, more than real, Garrett Gomez in the Irons. Has a spill on Thursday, and he is running like a madman on Friday. Wins by two lengths. Rated four wide, twenty nine twenty to win. Winter Memories ran second and got a horrible ride. Now, I normally love this guy, Jose Lescano. Come from Tampa Bay and just does a tremendous job. Gave Winter Memories a horrible ride. You'll never hear me take... The definite offensive. Once again, gave him a horrible ride. Winter Memories was the winner. Oh, horrible ride. Race number seven, 538 post time. Winner, the 12 Dubai Majesty, Jamie Terrio, or Jamie the Riot to his friends. Wins by a two and a quarter lengths, four wide and drawing away 1920 to win. Fair dinkum there. Race number eight, winner, of the four awesome feather, Jeffrey Sanchez. Texas undefeated runner up from Florida. Wins by two-and-a-quarter, three-wide driving. Beat R Heat Lightning, ten forty to win. They slugged it out going down the lane. Had a huge bet on R Heat Lightning. Actually predicted that he was going to be going to be taking it down, but uh, awesome feather, just a little too much. Good ride by Jeffrey Sanchez. Race number nine, 653 post time, the Emirate Airline Breeders' Cup Philly Turf Grade 1 event. One of the five shared account, Edgar Prado. Picks it up where he left off years ago and got back to in the saddle like he should, splitting horses to best midday down the lane. Midday looked like a he just looked like a million dollars. Splits them down the lane, shared account does, to pay ninety four bucks. Needless to say, day one left me a little lacking. Race 10, 736, under the lights, under the Twin Spires winner, the eight, Unrivaled Bell. Kent, Sleepy DeSorma, wins by a length in three parts. Wide holding off fast closing blind luck. Last time out ran a mile and an eighth down there was the Kentucky oaks where she just got up in the shadow of the wire. This was under the lights and how cool it was. Unrivaled Bell. Very nice. Pick 65 correct, 54,509. Dollar high five, 15517 even. 50 cent pick four, hold on to your hats. $17,064.75. Day two, history stands in the balance. Race four, 151 at post time. Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, winner, 13 pluck. I love this runner. Wins by a length. Bobbled at the start in the steadies, came flying, 1480 to win. Go, 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 Gomez out of the 13 hole. Very nice ride indeed. Race number five, 231 post time. The Sentinel Jet Breeders' Cup Sprint. And big drama from the rail, the one hole. Usually the one hole is is not all what it's really cracked up to be. Paying 1240 to win. A Barcoa for David Fox. Very nice. Three wide in the turn. Big drama. Big effort here. 1240 to win. Race number six, 317, the Breeders' Cup Turf. Winner out of nowhere, right out of the ground, is the one Chamberlain Bridge, Jamie Terrio. That's two for him in two days. Very nice for Jamie Terrio. Steady at the 3 ace on a seven-wide surge. 1580 for the backers. Chamberlain Bridge, it's back to business. Just when you doubt him, don't call it a comeback. Chamberlain Bridge has always been here. Race number seven, 356 post time, the Grey Goose Breeders' Cup juvenile winner, the seven Uncle Mo. Incredible run off of the rail. Johnny V and Pletcher, they team up as the Pletcher show takes to town. 480 to win the 50 cent pick for $549.80. This two year old is very dangerous. And another one to make dangerous is Boys at Toscanova, who ran second. Now that's Dick Dutcher's horse. And trust you me, he probably had some expletives. That's okay. That's why he kicks it. Uncle Mo just ran off and hid. Uncle Moe looks to be the real deal. And I've got a little tidbit here for you. And I'm going to throw it out. The last time the Breeders' Cup juvenile, or the Breeders' Cup was held at Churchill Downs, the Breeders' Cup juvenile winner came back and won the Derby. That was in 06 with Street Cents. Uncle Mo, you got a lot on your shoulders. Race 8 goes 440 post time. TVG British Cup Mile. Winner is the 10 Golda Cova. Incredible bold five wide bid. That that's that's an understatement. Olivier Pesley in the Irons, 460 to win for Freddie Head, who actually won this race some years ago. This is a three peat for Goldakova. Best part about it, she's gonna stay in training and come back for a four bagger. Congratulations, gal. They had a poll that I was reading. And they were talking about most impressive runs, and Goldakova won, 62%, that is. Race number nine, the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, winner of the one, Dakota phone, Joel Rosario dials up, wins by a nice five-wide run to win by a head paint, 77.40. Dakota phone, hey, that call was not for me. I didn't have it. That, That one you can bank on. I just really just... Even after the race, I couldn't have, couldn't have come up with it. But hey, I did know a few backers that did. Joel Rosario gets the job done. Dakota phone, big price there. Race number 10, the Emerald Airline Breeders' Cup Turf, a mile and a half. Winner of the Eight, Dangerous Midge. Frankie DeTori does the flying dismount for a wide. Scratch the favorite, and ARC winner. Workforce out of this race. But Dangerous Midge, take nothing away. $19 even. Very impressive. Race number 11, the Breeders' Cup Classic. History on the line, under the lights. Whew. I'm telling you what, what a race of races, I, I, don't, I don't know if words can actually do it justice, but we'll give you the outcome. Winner is the five, blame Garrett Gomez and the irons after having a spill the day prior, hangs on, digs down, wins in a close race. I'm going to say head, some people say no, some people say eight inches, hey. I'm going to say victory. Blame was an incredible winner. Garrett Gomez, one of the best money riders in the country. Blame, congratulations. Running a very close second was the eight. Zenyatta Mike Smith aboard. Dead last to second. Steadied at the quarter. Shifted out. Once he got on the right hand stick about the quarter pole, got the old girl running like a train downhill. And you got to love that. Running third is the sixth. Fly down. Julian Le steady. Checked. 860 to show. So it is five, eight, and six. It was very nice in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Fifty cent pick four, $3,898 even. Two dollar pick six. Wow. Two dollar pick six. I, I mean, that, that's, that's incredible. Two dollar pick six. Six, eight hundred thousand. Dollar super high five. Seven thousand forty three dollars. How about the jockey challenge? Four dollars and twenty cents. The field one. And that about wraps up some good, some bad. Things I really liked, the unique village that they had, sampling a food, drink, cigars, very, very nice. Parking was a little bit of a joke. Uh, get this. There was a $40 minimum cab ride. If your, if your hotel was a mile away or 10 miles away, it was $40. But you know what? That's not going to tarnish the day for me. Uh, yeah, I drove. You know, I'm lucky enough. I'm, I'm 90 miles away. And I, and I have to say I'm lucky enough. But <laughs> there are many people that weren't. And uh, the $40 cab ride left a ugly taste, but great was seeing the legend of Zenyatta grow and almost make history. That was a whole lot of fun, and perhaps the greatest performance I've ever witnessed since going to the races with my dad so many years ago. I saw an indescribable wonder. As a fan, I saw the skies behind the starting gate hue with the Zenyatta colors as the twilight sky was coming out. When they went in the first turn, nobody gave up, but something just didn't feel right. It almost looked a little cuppy to me. But hey, I'm not going to play trainer, and I'm definitely not going to play like I know what's going on besides wager, punter, and fan. When she dug in and began inhaling runners and made a steady switch to the outside, I've never heard so much enthusiastic cheering at any race since, including the derbies that I've been to. To lose by inches and roll after an incredible runner such as Blame only made her larger than life. I'm going to remember the classic and the chase for 20 in a row for, for my lifetime. Because I, I began as a fan, and I'll always remain a fan. And, and they did a tremendous job. Everyone did a tremendous job in putting together such a race. It will be an affirmation of greatness, and even though she will not retire undefeated, her legend only grows larger. Even as the even-money favorite squeezed back at the start, over 20 lengths and dead last, does the real deal. Danyata, good job. Congratulations, Blame. Well, it is time to add it to a break. And when we return, we're going to be chatting with Gentleman Trainer and a man whose runners are always doing very well at the races, Mr. Dale Romans. But you're only going to get it here on Winning Ponies. Like the
3: horns on my grill. And I buy the bar double round the crown, And everybody's getting down in this town.
4: Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. And they're
0: off. What? can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of Horstradamus handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds porters and arabian horses at most american and canadian tracks whether it be the triple crown breeder's cup travers haskell or your daily races don't worry let winningponies.com make some money for you it's all arizona America Sports Channel
1: network.
0: Tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll free at 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or you can send an email to Ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. and welcome back, and thank you
5: for
2: taking the time to be with us here on Winning Ponies as we talk about these Florida Kings. It is our second segment, and that's where we have on our special guest of the week. And this week is no different, and we're Winning Ponies is pleased and proud to have on a gentleman from Louisville, Kentucky, fresh out of Breeders' Cup Weekend, Mr. Dale Romans. Dale, are you there? I'm here. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, sir.
6: Well, thanks for having
2: me. It is our pleasure. And also holding on who's going to join us here in a little bit is our handicapper of the week last week and we'll get to that a little bit later on dangerous dan but dale once again thank you for taking time to join us if i may your first time on with us and uh, and i always ask uh, ask our, our guest uh, your son of a renowned trainer jerry romans le- leading trainer turfway park i believe a few times and uh, probably more than a few times ellis park a few times and always dangerous from sending one out is this where you learned your education and love of the game
6: well, for sure. I mean, grew up on the backside of Churchill Downs, as most people know that know the only thing about my history. And, of course, uh, he always had a 20 to 30 horse stable, mostly claiming horses. But you're right. He won a, f- a couple of uh, trainer's titles at Turfway and a couple at Ellis Park. And, you know, it's just basically stayed on the Kentucky circuit.
2: I always enjoyed watching him saddle out because there were there were a few guys that I always had to throw in as as a young fan going with my dad. Uh, one was Jerry Romans, the other was uh, Blackie Huffman. Always had to throw in uh, because they were just hard knockers, and everything they brought was was tight and ready. Win, lose, or draw, they were always tight and ready.
6: Oh yeah, the, the racing was a lot different in Kentucky back then. I mean, there were guys that were uh, mostly family operations. And like I said, my dad is a. You know, like I went on to train, and, and Blackie's uh, son is a trainer, and other son's a racing secretary,
2: worked in the in the barns, and yeah, you know, you had to win. Yeah, Dale, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, do you occupy barn four? Yes,
6: yeah, it was my father's barn since before I can remember, and, and uh, when I went out on my own, I moved next door to barn five, and then my father had a stroke uh, 12 years ago, and and finally, he passed away two years later, and I put the two barns back together, and now I have barn four and five.
2: Horse fans in Kentucky, as far as all over, missing Jerry Romans, uh, saddling them up, and uh, he'll be f- always fondly remembered, especially by myself. I grew up in northern Kentucky and still live here, and, uh, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. But uh, we've got a little bit of a family tradition. It's, uh, it's got to be a little extra oomph when you come to work in the morning.
6: Yeah it is. I mean it it uh like I said I don't remember any else anybody else ever being in barn 4. And I got to talking to the stall man the other day at Churchill who's retiring this year and I asked him if he knew what what year my dad moved in there and, and uh I mean he's retiring this year and he said he didn't re- he was there when he got here so it's been a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the Romans clan continues on and continues on very successful. I'm sure he's looking down and loving every second of watching you, Dale. You have operations at Churchill Downs and in Times of the Year, Fairgrounds, Gulfstream, Calder, if I am correct there, a great deal of success has to be the people that are working with you, having the right people on board. Oh, you have
6: to have the right people. And, you know, my main assistant, Baltimore Bahima, him and I both worked for my father when we were 19 and 20, and we've been together ever since. And, uh, you know, he's a big part of my operation. And then a lot of the grooms have been with me, I mean, 10, 12 years, and my exercise riders. And, of course, Tammy getting on the horses and breezing them is, uh, it helps. We've, we've been together over 20 years. And, and so, yeah, the, having a continuity there really helps when you have a big outfit like we do.
2: You know, when you refer to Tammy, Tammy Fox, your longtime partner and one of the best speed riders. I believe she had a brother, Billy Fox, who was a pretty capable rider in his own right. Yeah, she comes. Her
6: father was a jockey and a trainer, and, of course, her brother, Billy, he was a high-caliber rider. I mean, his best
2: mount was 49er. He rode
6: in uh, a Naira mile. And, uh, <laughs> and, of course, she rode a lot of good races. She was a good rider. She still gets on the horses in the morning and breathes them for us and gives us a good opinion of how good they are.
2: I'm sure that she can, uh, give you more than just a good opinion, probably some great direction, uh, and it's hard not to, not to listen. I remember her riding and man, I love watching her on speed. I mean, she could get them out there quicker than the gate than, than any of the Cajun, uh, speed ballers.
6: She was a little ahead of her time. I mean, women I riders when she first came around were, were few and far between. I mean, I believe she'd well, she have been did. a top rider.
2: She did quite, quite well, and I and I enjoyed watching her. Man, was she tough! I mean, she would just got down, and if if you met Tammy, she was uh, she's wee but mighty. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't let her have first lick. I'll tell you that is it might be the last one. If I may digress, now anyone that saw first Saturday in May saw a young lad on there. I believe to be your star studded son. Is is he about ready to give up uh, school and uh, head out to Hollywood?
6: He, that's, that's one thing. If The only reason I let him go to track and, and do what he likes to do is that he has to keep up the good grades, and so far he's keeping up his end of the bargain.
2: <laughs> he was such a hoot in the movie. I mean, there's no way that you could have ever prompted a young man to ever act like that. you knew know that it was all natural from the heart. It was almost like, hey, I'd like to see about 20 more minutes of him.
6: Well, he lives and breathes horse racing, that's for sure. He knows every horse in the country, and And, uh, goes to the races every chance he gets when he's not in school. And, I mean, he doesn't like the barn as much as I did when I was a kid, but he knows a whole lot more about the racing industry than I ever did. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you have to be very proud, and, and uh, quite, quite, a, quite a very uh, fun young lad, and, and it was just so camera-friendly. It was a whole good time. Dale, I was looking over your website, daleromansracing.com, and uh, for those out there, our listeners out there that are more interested in Dale, you can peruse at your leisure, daleromansracing.com, and and I was just taking a look at your resume here, and, uh, and once again, and i love to be corrected if I'm wrong, uh, just like school here, Five hundred wins at Churchill on uh, June seventeenth this past year, finishing in the money in all three Triple Crown races. Patio Prado in the Derby, first dude, first dude in the Preakness and bellman I should say. You got an in the money percentage of forty four percent, winning sixteen percent. Yet let's see, Dubai World Cup winner No Five Roses in May earn your first Breeders' Cup victory board with Tapits Fly? Runner-up in the Classic, Roses in May, have titles at Churchill Keeneland uh, at Turfway Park, uh, and you were double-entered in the Classic just this past weekend with Patio Prado and first, dude. How how are you doing it?
6: (laughs) You know what I ask myself that all the time. I really don't know. It just it's it's been a great ride and a lot bigger than I would have ever expected, Uh, and we've got an opportunity to train. Some uh, really talented horses for some good clients, and like you said, with all the people around to help, and it's uh, it's been kind of unbelievable. You look
2: back, and you just don't know how it all came together. Dale, it is so much fun watching you. I, if I may, and, and and I hope I'm not stepping over bounds. And, and the reason I preface things like that is because I'm speaking to a professional, and, and I'm and I'm a novice. And when we're coming into the Breeders' Cup, you bring Patio Prado and first, dude. What were your feelings? Did they fit in against this field of monsters?
6: Well, you know, you're running for $5 million, and you're running for so much more than just the money. I mean, there's staying potential on the line, and we knew we were up against it a little bit, and we hadn't run quite as well on the dirt with uh, either horses as Blame or, or Zinata, but you're hoping that with three-year-olds that you're going to have your breakthrough race in that race. And... Uh, you know, neither one of them embarrassed me. I mean, they both ran well. Patty finished fifth and was was a closing fifth. Got beat five lengths. And first dude, I didn't want him on the lead. He got out there and I, I mean, Robbie had a hard time controlling him. He got out there and, and ran himself into the ground, I believe. And still finished in front of the the four that were in the first pack. And, and there were some quality horses there, including Quality Road. And uh, you know, so I was kind of pretty pleased with him. I wish he'd have gotten to settle back and make one
2: run and try to hit the board.
6: Yeah, there you know there was, we knew we were up against it, but they were both doing
2: well and had big years and deserved a shot. There was a, a question that i because I fell in love i mean I fell in love, I believe it was the with anticipation stakes I believe, or was it the palm Beach and or at Gulfstream Park where patio Prado first broke on the grass I believe it excuse me, I believe it was the uh, the palm beach, correct, yeah, the palm beach is where he broke his maiden, and he was still a maiden and
6: he was doing so well, and I always thought a lot of him last year. I ran him in a stake as a maiden. He finished third, and I thought he was one of the best horses in my barn. I was just having trouble getting his maiden broke. But, again, taking a shot, I thought if he was going to have his breakthrough race, let's do it for 150000 instead of <laughs> for a $40,000 maiden race. And uh, I took the shot, put him in the stake, and and he put it all together that day, and that's kind of when he really got rolling.
2: I believe it was a grade three and I know that I threw multi hammers at the Romans the training. I, I love Patty Oprado. Any uh, plans to return to the turf? I think we'll
6: be back on the grass. We're going to give him about 60 days off. He's had a tough campaign. He's never really had any time off since, uh, you know, since he came to me last spring and, as a two year old. So we're going to give him 60 days off, starting back at Gulfstream Park, probably bringing him out in a race on the grass. I'm not sure which one yet. And, you know, keeping Dubai in the back of our minds on the synthetic surface over there.
2: Uh, you look pretty good uh, in in the uh, night lights of Dubai, and they run for uh, quite a bit of coin over there, don't they? Uh, it's ten million dollars
6: now. When we went over and won it, it was six, and I mean that was unheard of. And uh, you know, it's a life changing experience, and to, to try to go back and do it again would be kind of special.
2: Oh, my goodness, yes, it would, and you know that you have uh, the support of all Kentuckians and many more, and you're garnering much support, uh, especially with our listeners right now as they're hearing, uh, hearing all about you. Uh, if Mr. Romans, if I may, I'd like to introduce uh, Mr. Dangerous Dan into the conversation. Dan, are you there? I am here, Ed. Dan, uh, you have a question for Dale Romans.
5: Actually, I just want to give Dale a thank you. Uh, Dale, uh, on a, I had some friends at the Breeders' Cup this weekend, uh, Heather, Sharon, and Mary, and uh, uh... from california and they happened to uh... stop by uh... your barn on sunday and you were gracious enough to let them uh... feed patty and first dude some peppermints and uh... She, they said first dude didn't like them but patty ate a lot of them but they wanted me to thank you um of your kindness it, it made their trip i've seen all the pictures of everything they also were able to uh, visit uh, Todd Fletcher's barn, who wasn't accepting visitors, but they did get to see Quality Road, and they actually got to see and, and pet and spend time with Zenyatta. And they said that you made it all possible, wanted to thank you. There, there needs to. This is, in my opinion, I was telling Ed, this is like me going to the Super Bowl last year and being invited in the Saints locker room after they won the Super Bowl. That was an amazing thing that you did and I wanted to thank you for it.
6: Well, it's not a problem. I, you know, they're big racing fans and none of us would have anything in this game if it wasn't for the fans. And, uh, and they were nice ladies. They called me ahead of time and wanted to come and see Patty and they were fans of Patty. So it was, uh, I, I love doing it for them.
5: And, uh, I mean, Todd might have not, not have been accepting visitors, but he's awfully busy right now. Oh, he, they actually, he, he let them back there. He, he did let them see quality roads. So hats off to right. Todd as well. But but they wanted me to thank you. And you made their trip. Well, well, I'm glad they enjoyed it.
2: Dale, once again, thank you for uh... for making the difference in racing. Uh, as you were you alluded to, uh, without the fans, we'd uh, we'd all be running for blue ribbons out there. Dale, if I may, I've got uh... uh just a quick uh, one last question for you. But it comes in the form of quick questions, and there's five to be exact. And first thing that pops in your mind. Throw it out there, and sir, just like Jeopardy, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, number one, who is the very best horse you've ever seen?
6: I don't know if he was the best horse, but probably the one that I was the most impressed with when I was a kid. I'm going to say John Henry. John Henry.
2: Number two, when you have scored in one of your biggest wins, one of your biggest wins, who is the first person you call? I would
6: say the Dubai World Cup being my biggest plan, and I called Tammy back home because she didn't come to Dubai with me.
2: Fair enough, and you better have, and or there would have been hell to pay. Question
5: three.
2: (laughs) I apologize. Question three. After seeing first Saturday in May, your son stole the show, and I asked you, are you sure he's not going to be an actor?
6: (laughs) You know, he's had the opportunity. uh, He also did a Gene Simmons show, and Gene had told me after they shot the show that, uh, that that. quit what I was doing, take him straight to California, and uh, I told him what Gene said, and he said he was not going to miss Churchill's meet. So I don't think it's going to (laughs) happen.
2: Question four. With the state of racing in Kentucky, do you see yourself still holding down the Ford in Louisville?
6: I'm staying as long as I can. uh, I'm sinking with the ship, but if things don't turn around soon, uh, I'll probably have to leave like a lot of other people did. And I'll I'll always have a presence here, but I'll have to take my main string somewhere else.
2: Fair enough. And rounding it out the field here, has there ever been a day since taking out your trainer's license that you would have wanted to do something else professionally?
6: There's never been a day since
2: I can remember walking on the backside of Churchill Downs that I ever wanted to do anything but train horses. Dale, and I'm glad for speaking for many. I'm glad that you made that decision and we're glad to see you do it. On behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you for taking time to be with us tonight and we we wish you and yours the best on and off the track. And Mr. Romans will be looking for you in the winter circle very soon, my friend. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Sir. That's been Dale Romans. Hope you caught a piece of that. And uh, Dangerous Dan, are you still there? Red. In Dangerous Dan, are you there? I'm here. Excellent, excellent. You kinda of broke up there for a second, but uh you know, uh, Mr. Rome is a very nice gentleman and uh, you know, quite a trainer. Dan, I'm, before we go out to break here, I want to get your feeling on this. Javier Castellano appealed a six-day suspension in altercation with Calvin Burrell. I've never seen Burrell so mad pissed off or whatever you want to say, and his head was buried to pop-off. As odds maker, I have made Calvin Burrell the 6-5 favorite to beat the Rudy Pooh ass of Javier Castellano. Agree or disagree? I agree totally. <laughs> I hope not because I love Javier and I think he's a great rider too. Dan, it's time to head into a break. When you come back, you got some news here because we had a Babe Ruth last week and his name was Dangerous Dan. But you're only going to catch it if you stay tuned here on Winning Ponies.
4: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's
1: ass and then move on. I just, and I get just ready think that the coach you. made a mistake. I'm crazy. <laughs>
4: NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up! Speak up! Or forever hold your mouth.
1: We ain't playing around
4: here. Voice America Sports. <laughs> Voice America Sports Channel.
1: Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 That's 1-888-346-9144 Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer
1: And
2: welcome back to Winning Ponies I'm Ed Meyer, thank you for taking the time to be with us Sure hope you Dale Romans, what a nice guy, hell of a trainer, gets his job done, and uh, his dad would be awfully proud. Looking down and uh, seeing what Barn 4 is actually putting in at Churchill and all points in between, and uh, alluded to Calder, Gulfstream, Fairgrounds, you name it, Romans is there, and he's not afraid to ship out either. Afraid of somebody not afraid to ship out, he shipped right in. Mr. Dangers Dan, are you with us? I'm with us, Ed. Now, you know what? I'm glad you're with us because I'm going to tell you what. Last weekend, there was a caller. Now, he's a hell of a handicapper. And was just like birth he pointed towards center field and he said, I'm making one bet. I'm making a big bet. I'm not a big player, but I'm making the big bet. One horse, two days. I'm making the big bet. That man, Mr. Dangerous Dan.
5: Danny, the floor is yours. <laughs> what can I say, Ed? uh... I've been, I've been following Blame for a year. The first time I saw him run was, uh, last October. It was on Halloween at Keeneland on synthetic. And, uh, I know there was some hype to him because he ran second to Regal Ransom in the Super Derby. I I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll check him out because I, I bet Regal Ransom last year in the classic. And, uh, Blame to me has done nothing wrong the whole, his whole career, um, he wins that race and then it, he won the the Clark and Stephen Foster the Whitney. I mean he's done it. He won on the Preakness card. He's done nothing wrong. And I, I I got an old boss of mine in Florida and I talk to him uh, all the time and he he's in the stock market a lot. I would call him every week. Every, well not every week but every time Blaine would run I'd say hey I got a stock for you <laughs> and and uh, he would say he's running again huh he's running again and I was like yep and um he he told me he says if this horse faces Inyanda you better bet him and i was like well i'm uh, that's no problem i said i'll bet him i don't care who he's facing i think he's the best horse in the country and i you know i said that 6 months ago you remember me talking about him mm-hmm. and, and um and i the only thing that uh his only blemish was the jockey jockey cub gold cup and it was a one turn race and at Belmont, and one turn is in his game. He's a two-turn horse, and his flight was delayed. He had all kinds of issues, and uh, I didn't bet him, and I told people they shouldn't bet him. It, for one, they did, he didn't need it. Um, it was more a tightener and a schooling, which I mentioned last week, that if he he hasn't felt the whip early at all, he was going to feel it in the classic, and, and Alstall knew that. I think he gave him a schooling. He galloped out past Hanesfield, who had everything his own way, and went wire to wire. Come classic day, Um it, it, Saturday morning, he was eight to one. And wouldn't I, you have liked was, to lock?
2: Was, wouldn't you have liked to lock in at eight to one? Oh
5: my goodness, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I was like, he's going to drop down. You were thinking four to one. I was thinking around six to seven to one. So we we got five to one. But I just got my voice back. Like a day and a half ago, I've never yelled so loud, so loud in my life for a horse, and bagging for the wire. And you know, now the horse horse of the year conversations are starting. And uh, you know, everybody—if it was a popularity contest, it'd be easy. Ziniala would win hands down. She's a very deserving mare. The only thing I don't think they did, which they should have done, I thought they probably should have ran against the boys out there. Um, there's plenty of races, the big cap, the Pacific Classic, that they could have ran her in against the boys. To, it probably would have helped her more in the Classic. And maybe bring her to Churchill a little earlier and train her a little bit earlier. John Sheriff did a wonderful job with her. She's the best mare I've ever seen in my lifetime
2: i I agree completely to that, and you know uh y- you called out blame and you made no bones about it that the last uh, the race prior was a tightener. in my mind 's eye uh, you know Haynesfield's a nice runner, but wasn 't going to be a part of my ticket you know may- maybe for fourth and uh in the superfect and Hainesfield wasn 't going to be a part of it. I actually saw what you did, and when you brought it up so emphatically. I think you, you alluded to, uh, you know, that was your only bet, and you meant it. And, uh, you know, and I know there was a lot of listeners out there sitting with me the entire, well, the first entire day, and then ran in, uh, you know, into uh, quite a bit on the second day was the president co-founder Winning Ponies, and the first thing he said was, hey, that was Dan's horse. You know, that was Dan's selection. I mean, you know, to call out, against Zenyatta going for 20 for 20, everything in the world is working in her favor, except for, I, I believe, the, uh, the the track may have come up a little cuppy, but it was cuppy for everyone. It, it was cuppy for everyone, but you called out blame, and kudos on that selection. I mean, that, that was some pretty high picking there, Dan.
5: I appreciate it, Ed. The one thing I, I would like to say is this, is that everyone, you know, and I told you this, they raced to the wire, and, and you got people saying that, you know, if the race would have been five feet longer and everything, well, it, blame I don't. Albert Stahl said that blame didn't use everything, and you saw Gomez put the whip away and just hand ride. It was like he was hand riding for his life. You got to consider too, Gomez is injured. Yes, he, he, he's got a hurt shoulder. He's in L.A. today getting it looked at, and to, to ride the way he did, he pointed him towards the hole. And he said, "Blame drugging through it," and and that's exactly what happened. You know, Zinyata got dirt kicked in her face. Well, the the only thing I'm going to say about that is, and I don't want this to get into a blame Zinyata I get I'm getting enough hate emails already. But but the thing is, is that if you run against five horse fields, a lot, you're not going to get a lot of dirt kicked in your face. If you run against 12 males and four of them are speed balls, that that Front end speed was what I was counting on as well. It helped Zinjada as much as it helped Blame. You're going to get a lot of dirt kicked in your face.
2: Well, you got a lot of money kicked into your pocket, and that I'm glad to hear. For congratulations once again. I would have loved to have seen history taken down, but uh, that's what makes horse racing. They don't ride them a mile and a quarter and five feet. They, you know what, as you said, they race to the wire. Danny's talking about racing to the wire. I know that you probably have at least a play, and hopefully a. Point towards center field wall in another danger stand home run.
5: Nothing that big, Ed, but I'll give you three horses I absolutely love in the Commonwealth on Saturday at Churchill. Um, the thirteen in that race, I, I believe, it's pronounced Bo Choi. Uh-huh. He lost to Prince Will I Am last time out uh, by a length and three quarters. That was in the Jamaica Handicap Grade One at Belmont. I like him. He's four to one morning line. Jennifer Lepereau in the irons. Lepereau. There's a couple of horses uh, that you can use with him. One of them is uh, Guys Reward, who's trained by Dale Romans. I, and, I wouldn't uh,
2: jinx him. I wouldn't bring it up and jinx him, or he might hang up on me.
5: <laughs> I was wondering I if you were going to ask him. But, uh, he's a uh, he's a nice looking horse, and he's uh, fifteen to one with Corey Lannery in the irons. And the other horse, I really, I'm thinking about uh, boxing this boxing these three up hard. The three Dark Code, Dark Cove. He's two for two on the turf. 12 to 1, Jamie Terrio, Ken McPeak, 33% win percentage with these two hook up. Now, Leperu got off of this horse to ride Bo Choi, but the way Terrio's been riding, uh, and the win percentage tells me that they're going to be, they're going to be trying with this horse at 12 to 1, breaking from the three hole. I'd box up the 13, four, and three here, and I might take a flyer on the three, but that's my choice. And I would like to say happy Veterans Day to all the men and women that are serving or who have served today, Ed.
2: That is very fair, Dan, and thank you for the pick last week, the pick this week, and uh, the wonderful words to Dale Romans, and especially the last comment. I, I think it's very heartfelt and uh, it's very true. Dan, thanks so much for your selections. We are always welcome, and uh, and we wrote it down in pen, my friend. <laughs> Good luck, Ed. Thanks, Daddy. Good to hear from you. Danger's Dan. He's he's dealing a wheel and winners. And uh, last week he called blame out, pointed towards center field, knocked it out of the park. Very nice. Uh, very nice run indeed. Little news and racing. Tale of the tape riding the wave of the interest powered by Zenyatta Breeders' Cup. Officials are reporting record levels of business from 09 to 010. Or excuse me, how about 10? Not 09 to 0, 010. What the heck's wrong with me? Tension handle and attendance. They're jumping. Two-day handle, 196,354,872. Increase of 13%. 172 total entries in 14 races on track handle alone, up 19 percent. 11 million dollars in tickets for the event. Yes, we know what they cost. Over 5.7 million fans made the social media push, Facebook and/or many other avenues and how popular it actually is. Breeders got phone apps and iPad apps were the fourth most used download of free sports in the world and especially with the NFL and college football going on. That is incredible. Incredible. That was the first year it's offered up. The atmosphere was electric and the only snarl, once again, the bitch on this one, the forty dollar cab ride, and it was for my compadre from (laughs) Winnie Ponies. He got stuck with it and I would not see him hung out to dry on a forty dollar cab ride, which was terrible. It is not Kentucky uh Kentucky hospitality and I'm sure they're gonna have that fixed up for next year the overall grade is an A and Kentucky should hold the event every year in my opinion I know you can slap me around for that Kentucky is the a thoroughbred capital horse racing they got a fine they've got a fine turf course at Churchill Downs they've got a wonderful oval and I believe they run a little race called the Kentucky Derby there each and every year in in the Oaks and we feel very strongly about that and uh, in Kentucky we're very proud of it Also, throwing their hat into the ring for the future is Keeneland. But Keeneland would actually have to do an extensive renovation, and they've also even sought this out and taken a look at this from a group in Kansas City that is actually looking to build up the inside. In my opinion, they would almost have to bastardize the beauty. Is it worth it? It is a fine track. It is poly track. But it is a beautiful fine track. But is it Breeders' Cup needed? I don't know about that. Having it at Churchill Downs, you better damn well I believe in it because the turf course can hold a mile of water. This week is a little firm and hard, and like I said, they race the Kentucky Derby there. That's tail of the tape, a Breeders' Cup, and then we got Jerry Jones. Now get this, on retiring, I said give him about a year, and he's going to get back into the game. He's heading to Oakland, where he's going to be. Among America's leading trainers and coming off the self-imposed retirement, Oakland opens January 14th and is expected to have, I believe they're calling it harvard de Grace. I believe there was a racetrack called harvard de Graul, but harvard de Grace, I believe is what they're talking. Winslow Homer, proud spell, just gender. He was the talk of the world when Eight Bell suffered a fatal injury in the Derby, and this guy addressed the media right up in front. Good luck, Cowboy. He always wears a white hat. Trust me, good guys do wear the white hats. Blame, who defeated Zenyatta in the Classic, will stand for $35,000 at Claiborne Farm next year. His sire, Arch, bumped up from 25000 to, uh, 25, to 30000 just off of Blame's run there. You, you heard Mr. Romans talking about... The breeding and stallion game, a lot of money there. Claiborne's overall, pulpits for $50,000. 1st Samurai, 25000 Warfront, $15,000. Political Force, 10000 to name a few. And then there's plenty of other smaller range that we can actually uh, get into there. Golda Kova is going to remain in training and go for an unprecedented four consecutive victories in the Breeders' Cup mile. 2011, she was voted the favorite in a poll I read online. 62% is the most impressive. Steve Haskin of the Daily Racing War put it down right, with darkening skies creating an almost surreal atmosphere, blaming Zenyatta put on a show for the ages. Emotions ran the gamut of joy and sadness, and in the end, admiration. Steve Haskin, that was beautiful. Speaking about beautiful, we got another guy on the line, Mr. Cincinnati Kid. Are you there, kid?
3: Hey, Eddie, what's good?
2: James, it's always good to hear from you, my friend. What do you know?
3: Man, I don't know. I'm hoping I can give you a couple winners this weekend.
2: If you could give me a couple, I think that I'd be thankful. Yeah,
1: I'm
3: hoping. I'm actually hoping I have some good ones. Last weekend wasn't that good of a weekend for anything I was selecting, so it was actually good. I stayed away, or I could have cost your listeners a lot of money.
2: Well, that's one bad weekend, and we're not going to hold it against the Cincinnati kid.
3: Okay, we're actually going to go to a domain I know pretty well. We're going to Beulah Park. Friday's card, the sixth race is us. Philly and Mayor, open $3,500 claimer. I'm taking the nine right to work in here. Perry Oots for Joe Woodard and Billy Donna Justin Hayes. Five to one on the morning line here. Ships in from Mountaineer off an impressive win in 5,000 winners of four. Jumps up to open company, but I think she can handle this. Shortens up just a little bit. And if you can get Oots and Woodard at five to one, that's a great
2: price to have. Dad gone. Do you, you, uh, do you think you'll see 5-1? to one? I doubt I will, but I like hope, the prices. And hope I'm looking you may. at it right now. <laughs> and hope you may. <laughs> that is uh, for uh, Joe Woodard and Perry Youth steaming up at 5-1. to one. That is incredible odds. That's one for the books from the kid.
3: let see. Saturday at Beulah, I'm looking at the fourth race. This may be the feature. It's an allowance optional claims here. And I ended up taking the four solo run, Ben Creed Rides for James Yeagle. This one comes off of a dull effort over the uh, tapita up at Prescow and horses that seem to ship off of that on the conventional dirt do well. This one's only Bueller run with a decent third. With Wilkin Ortiz aboard, you switch to Ben Creed, who's really been getting it done as of late. Also comes out of a key race, as you see, the winner of her last out came back to win again. So let's hope Solo Run can get the job done here. Four to one, uh, correction, six to one on the morning line. I really
2: like that price. My dad loves Wilkin Ortiz. He, uh, he really thinks that he's, he gets the job done. He's the bee's knees. Hey, Wilkin's a
3: really good rider. He really gets down in there. But I kind of like Ben Creed just a little bit better. Uh, you know, I like Creed I as blood, well. Nice guy. A little
2: bit. Nice guy and, and I think he's gonna go a long way. Yeah, give him time, uh, and there's a there's a gross spurt that's needed in racing. Right. That's two from the kid. Can we get a third for a hat trick?
3: All right, we're going down to Churchill also on Saturday in the Commonwealth. I have to agree with Dangerous Dan in here. I like the thirteen Bo Choi. Julian Le Peru board for Barkley Tag. This one was a decent third last time in the Jamaica. Shortens up just a little bit. I don't know if that'll affect it that much. Nice. Pair of bullet works up at Belmont Park since the Jamaica handicap. Let's look for this one to navigate the course well from that outside post. Four to one in the morning line.
2: Okay, kid, we've got them written down and ready, and I'm going to put you on notice. Uh, help as a friend, if I may say. Winning Ponies is going to send me up to Buell to play in a contest and Keeneland. So, in fact, uh, Keeneland, if you have anything that uh, you like on the uh, day, uh, it's always uh, always welcomed. Uh, you and Danger stand both. And especially, and I emphasize especially, <laughs> Beulah, my friend, because the Cincinnati Kid was the handicapper for Beulah for quite a day and did one hell of a job replaced yes, by Gary Johnson, nice fellow, but I sure miss seeing the Cincinnati Kid's picks up there. But uh, they're going to be sending me there, dude, and I think I'm going to need your help, especially with Beulah. Oh, don't worry. Check your email; The picks will be there. <laughs> my bad. Cincinnati Kid, good to hear from you, Jamie. Hey, good to hear from you, too, Eddie. Thank you, buddy. That's been the Cincinnati kid. He's always, I'll tell you what, one of the happiest guys I know. Now, you never hear the kid in a very foul mood very often. And uh, I think we need a whole lot more of that. Uh, you know, he, he just kind of enjoys the handicapping aspect of the game. When you're when you're playing a lot of the Ohio circuit, you have to really be a fan in and out day after day. And this guy just tears them up at Beulah, Thistle, and River he just tears them up, Cincinnati kid, class act. Okay, got a little handicapping here for you on Saturday. Got a couple plays that I that I really like. Now you know I, I've i kind of stayed away from some of the marquee races, but hey, you know Danny covered them, kid covered what they like, and you know what, I'm going to cover a few that I like at Aqueduct Saturday on the on the uh, card. I, it started starting race number two. It's going to go 12:56 Eastern time. I like the two us. LaBarou, two to one, uh Firster who has the makings of something ready to roll. Been uh, been working really well. Forty-seven to three last time for four furlongs. That was four out of a hundred and twenty-four on the day, and it really gives me some confidence here. A nine hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar sales purchase. Somebody with deep pockets thinks they have a nice pedigree runner here. The dam has produced seven winners from seven starters. That sounds like a hundred percent to me. And the Johnny V and Pletcher show take to the track. In race number two at Aqueduct on Saturday, Labalu, two to one. Race number eight, same card, 344 Eastern Time. I like the three changing skies. You're getting even still here, but yet to finish off of the board since coming to North America. Donner is Sadler's Wells. and next is the grade one flower bowl where she stalked and caught at the wire. Trainer Billy Mott, 15% with greater races, 18% with turf runners. And the mayor is regally bred, 13 for 16th in the money. On the wheat. So you gotta love that. So those are my two from Aqueduct. Churchill Downs, race number five on Saturday. 236 eastern time i like the ten Splendortown, three to one graduates on this day circled the field at keeneland and bested the winner of the pocahontas dancing in her dreams you're getting three to win on splendor town in the fifth at churchill race number eight i like the one a that is gold collection two to one got up late at keeneland last night last time out and mott wins twenty nine percent switching surfaces from polytrack to turf, and I'm gonna tell, or polytrack to dirt, and I say, mod gets a dumb with gold collection in the eighth race at Churchill on Saturday. Race number ten. I like the three. All right, rights reserved. Seven to two. Been off since mid-September. Little vacationer. Greg Foley, the new conditioner. And, uh, Churchill Downs, he does pretty well because that's his home turf. Greg Foley gets it done just like Mr. Romans. So in the 10th race, I like the three at seven to two. Calder, the Florida million card in race number four here is 143 Eastern time. I like the one racing aptitude five to two son of aptitude and made his first outing on the lawn. A winner has a pedigree for the weeds and Luis Saez is winning 22%. And race number five, I like the one Lily's hope three for your one. She was a bridesmaid out and was crushed by Awesome Feather. Guess what? Awesome Feather's not in here. 3-1 to one on Lily's Hope on Saturday in the fifth race, it called her. Get your wallet ready. Get your wallet ready. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing, and this week was definitely no different. Winning ponies would like to thank our special guest, Mr. Dale Romans, a true class act. Dangerous Dan is pointing to the middle wall and slamming out of the park with blame. The Cincinnati Kid for calling in and chiming in with some picks, and I know they're winners, and you for tuning in. So until next week, as we're putting Breeders' Cup 27 in the books, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network.